This is a fourth hand production. Oh, and this is fun. Let's not forget the rumors that are pretty well substantiated, if not all out fact, that the Vatican was involved with Nazis. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're going to say that quite a lot. Allegedly. believe in ghosts and the paranormal now are they are they ufos or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental i don't uh, know planes that they're and police in espanola are catching more than just criminals they're catching images of what they believe are ghosts weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. Oh, fuck. I guess I'll be Josh. Someone's (laughs) got to do it. Just this one time. (laughs) It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. And it is truly a dirty job, I feel for you. I, I wouldn't yeah, want to walk today. in your shoes. <laughs> anyway. Nobody would. Have you smelt them? Yeah, right. Sure. Man, oh, man. So, um, well, let me start off with this. First of all, uh, the Halloween season is upon us, sir. I know it's September. However, Yeah, dude. Give me a fuck. Uh, You're like the motherfuckers that put up Christmas decorations in, <laughs> it's fucking awful. on November 1st. I know. I fuck know. off. I know. Well, but, you know, but in my defense, once Halloween's done, the holidays are fucking dead to me. So, you know. I mean, the wife literally. I, has I know, to but that doesn't me. give you a pass to start them a month fucking early. I know. Well, hey, once I see uh, spirit Halloween signs go up, I'm like, ooh, I wonder when that's going to open up. Like I'm <laughs> that guy. So you know, it is what it is. Um, anyway, even though you wouldn't know it, because shit, you guys got heat over there. It's going to be like mid 80s, I think. Here, like next week, I was like, fuck, come on, man. I'm. I just want to put a gun to the sun and go. Okay, done. You, you had your time. Go away. You know. Ah, uh, yes. The. Uh... The new the strange uncle's weather report. Uh, it's actually been pretty nice here the last like week or so. It's been like the last few days. It's been in like the seventies. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, I know yeah. I'm out uh, next week and it's going to heat up a little bit, but yeah, whatever. But uh, but I'll be seeing you, bro. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to get together for news if I remember right. And Not if I kinda, see you first. <laughs> I know, right? For sure. Or something. Um, yeah, we got a big uh, head honcho meeting that's going on, hitting all the sites, our CEO. So, you know, we got to, you know, we got to do that thing. So, anyway, so I'll be seeing you. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah every now and again, I got to, you know, iron my pants and look <laughs> halfway decent. So, there's that. But anyway. Yeah, one of these days, I'm going to have to buy an ironing board. Using the coughing table, coughing, coughing <laughs> table, coffee. using the coffee table doesn't really work that well. You know what? Just in the Navy days, I got so used to ironing like everything I had. I, it took me years to get out of that habit till I finally just went, fuck it. I don't have to do this anymore. You know, I mean, man, things you things you learn, but I could shine a shoe like nobody's business. I'll tell you that. Well, being a uh, schlub my whole life, <laughs> I never really got into the fucking right, right. ironing habit all that well. Like I learned how to do it when I was a kid. And I do it from time to time, but uh, a big part of the reason I don't do it is I don't have a fucking ironing board, and I don't have a place really to keep an ironing board. We got a little one. We got like one of those little mini ones we can break out in the laundry room, but yeah, you know, like I said, usually uh, thank God for modern technology and dryers that actually do their job and kind of get the wrinkles out if you do it the right way. So yeah, if you pull the clothes out and fold them while they're still hot, Uh it usually Uh, works well enough. Yep, yep. Still leaving them in there, they look like a wound up old Kleenex napkin that fucking you gotta wash again. Now I feel attacked. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. God damn it. Speaking of attacked, <laughs> um, we've got quite an episode uh, for everybody today. I will also say real quick, uh, we are just a heads up uh, apologies, especially the Patreons um, yes. and the listeners too, but man, I'll tell you what, work has, life and work has gotten in the way. So we were kind of forced to do a couple of replays out there. Um you know, so apologies. You know, this is a new episode, and we got a few new ones coming as we kind of wrap up season six. You know, we uh, we get into the time mode where Josh gets extremely, extremely busy in the November December time frame, um, where I don't. Then it gives me time to like research and write up, so we're set for the next season. So we kind of wrap things up in the early Novemberish, 
you know, area where that's upon us getting close. You know, we got a few guests lined up, a few more write-ups lined up, but uh, we're going to try to stay on the saddle just so we can <laughs> at least, you know, come through for you guys uh, for season six and kind of wrap it up and then uh, get ready for seven. So, yeah. Yeah. We don't love missing episodes, but sometimes there's not much you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, let's be honest, this podcast doesn't have like uh, producers, editors, publishers, yada, yada. Funding we, uh, other than you sweet, sweet Patreons. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we don't, yeah. we, we don't have that, uh, that luxury, let's say that other yeah. podcasts do. So, you know, it is. It Sometimes is we have to take a week or yeah. two yeah, yeah. Or, or however many <laughs> for whatever fuck it looks like. Anyway. So with that being said, you got anything on your <clears> side, man? I'm sorry, what was that? You got anything on your side, man? Any updates? Groans, moans, gripes, complaints? Oh, no, no. Nothing that anyone cares about. Yeah, you're probably true there. I'll admit. So, well, then, let's go ahead and dive into this thing a little bit. Um, This is something that I've been kicking around for a long time because I I just, I'm fascinated by things like this because we, you know, we have these groups, these organizations been around for I mean, some of them thousands of years, some of them centuries, some of them decades. But, you know, as these groups get bigger and as they get older, you find out that, uh, man, is it possible that they got a lot of skeletons in their closet? And um, perhaps it is. So, uh, turns out, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Go figure that one. Not funny. Uh, but we're going to start this. Um, this way, just so we can do some disclosure uh, on our side. So, you know, if you're a longtime listeners, you kind of know where we stand just as us with organized religion in general. You know, if you're a new listener, uh, you know, you're going to find out again. You know, we, we try not to go one way or another. You know, this is our podcast. And every now and again, you know, we, we throw a view out there, but not to offend anybody whatsoever. I We really don't care what you believe. And if it works for you, it works for you. It's fantastic. You know, go with it. So there's no big deal there. And we just want to put that as a disclosure out before we stop this episode, uh, somebody feels attacked, you know, and then we can go from there because, you know, we seem to be living in that kind of world nowadays, right? So, well, you know, I mean, I think it's, yeah, you said it very well as far as like, we don't care what you believe, but I think we've also made it very clear that uh, neither one of us are uh, religious by any means at all. That at whatsoever, so, <laughs> not even an <in> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if, if you happen to be a Catholic and this bums you out, um, sorry, it's some conspiracy and conjecture, conjecture, but also a lot of fact. So, yeah, yeah. So, well, with that being said, you kind of let the rabbit out of the bag. I think, you know, that tells we're going to Oh, talk my bad. About. No, no, no. That's a, we're right where we need to be here. Um, so we're going to actually go down the rabbit hole on this episode. And this episode, um, again, It's very interesting exactly what it is. So uh, when we look at religion in general, especially organized religion, right? You know, there's one factor, there's one element that if you, you, you know, you take it away from what religion is, which is belief, because that, you know, everybody wants to believe in something and that's the foundation of religion. But if that goes away, at the end of the day, really all you have is just a group, right? A club, organization, you know, people get together. They believe the same sure. thing. They have the same rules. They do this, you know, cadence of whatever it looks like. Uh, there's a chain of command. There's titles. There's roles, yada, 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 just like any other club or group. Um, and you can go as far as to say, you know, cult's not really any different because it's the same thing. You know, you have a group of people. So are that, you calling the fraternal order of the Eagles a cult? <laughs> I was thinking the Elks more, but uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, well, I'm, yeah, I'd agree with you about the Elks. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong with that. Or the Odd Fellows, you know, whatever name you want to put out there. So actually, I think I'm a Moose member, come to think of it. Jesus, from like years ago. Uh, anyway, I'm dating myself. But we are going to discuss a certain club. Let's just say it that way. Uh, one that has been around longer than most of the other ones out there. And because this uh, particular rabbit ears, you guys can't see me, but I'm doing those. Uh, this particular organization is one of the oldest. Is it plenty of time to gather secrets and a type of notoriety, let's just say. Uh, which club are we talking about? Well, few religions have amassed such curiosity and following than Catholicism. And at its heart is the Vatican and the keeper of the Vatican, the Pope. So again, we're not going to insult anyone that may have that belief, whatever. Not our goal. It's not a good luck. Da, 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 da. But it is really interesting. Uh, we're actually going to focus on the supposed secrets that are hidden behind the Vatican walls. Some may be true. Some may not. But it's always fun to talk weird no matter what form or package that comes in. So join us, everyone. As we throw some quick fun facts out there about what the Vatican is, try to decipher and try to make the secrets, what's hidden behind the walls, and uh, kind of unravel some weird and long history that's behind their doors. 
open the gates. All right. Well, let's start with some facts, uh, just to paint a picture and set the scene. With an area of only about 0.44 square kilometers and a population of 825 people, give or take, the Vatican is the smallest country in the world. Uh, save that for your pub trivia nights, because uh, I'm sure that's going to be a question. <laughs> I, ha- I hate to say it, but I did not know that fact. I don't know why, what rock I was living under. Oh, just interesting. Uh, you probably thought it was Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, it is probably the only country in the world that can, that you can walk around in less than an hour. Uh, Vatican city actually became official as late as 1929 when the latter Lateran treaty was signed. Uh, What makes it even more interesting is the fact that the country is situated within the city of Rome even though it's the smallest country, it has the highest crime rate of any country in the world. Whoops. Although it's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this just, whenever I hear a stat like this, it makes me think of an avail song off, uh, over the James. Oh, uh, actually no, really? the title song oh, God. where like the, the breakdown of the bridge is like third per capita, <laughs> third per capita, Jesus. Third per capita oh next year, number one. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember if they were talking about the crime rate in that song, but anyway, Still whenever catching. I get into per capita stuff, it makes me think of that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not because it has more crimes than other countries, but because it has f- more crimes per capita. Again, next year, number one. Uh, strangely enough, uh, to add to that, the Vatican has no prisons. Only a few holding sales, cells. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, and honestly, that kind of makes sense because it is such a small place. And uh, I think we're going to get into that. If I remember right from reading through this earlier, we're going to get into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In a we're, second. We're, yeah, we're in touch. Touch. Yeah, on that a little bit. I'll hold my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anybody that gets convicted of a crime goes to an Italian prison. Yeah, there we go. We're going to get into that in a minute. And by that, I mean the next sentence. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyone con- that gets convicted of a crime goes to an Italian prison under the Lateran law, which we mentioned above with all that being said, the ones com- usually committing the crimes are not its residents, but tourists oh. shop. Man, that makes sense. Yeah. Shoplifting purse snatching and pickpockets. Um, again, Makes sense, like people that probably live nearby but don't live in actual Vatican City. Right. Because I think you pretty much need to work for the church to live there. Well, and somebody, let's be honest with you, tourists don't necessarily mean out of country, or, you know, tourists can mean just out of the Vatican, too. I, I mean, think of opportunity. Yeah. You know, I mean, Other, think of how many people you got wandering around that are good God fearing folk, you know, to steal from, right? I mean, there's yeah. that. So, anyway. Yeah. Why not? Um, Speaking of crimes and protection, the Vatican is watched over and protected by 135 Swiss guards known as the Pontifical Swiss Guard. (laughs) They were first hired in 1506 by Pope Julius II, who needed personal protection from any enemies of the church. Uh, At that time, I'm guessing they were many. Um, They are easily recognizable in their colorful striped uniforms, which you could not pay me enough money to wear. Oh, my God. Listeners, if you have a chance to look up, maybe we'll throw a picture in the note in the uh, podcast link. But good Christ, like they are. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're qualified badass motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. But then they dress them up in like the most ridiculous holdover from the Renaissance shit you could imagine. It's, it, is, it is so it is I feel I feel bad for those guys. They don't get to look cool ever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, not anyone can join the Swiss Guard like the Marines. They are very elite. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> one has to be male between 19 and 30 years old and at least five foot eight inches tall. One must also be a Christian and must have completed basic military training. As we said previously, there are always rules to a gang and how to be in said gang. Uh, The Vatican is the only country to be designed as a world heritage site or sorry, designated as a world heritage site. It was listed in 1984. Um, The list includes both the city of Vatican and extraterritorial properties in Rome 
for example, the Basilica of St. Peter uh, and St. Mary Major. And the economy of the country is supported by the sale of postage stamps, tourist mementos, the in, the entry fee for museums, the sale of publications, etc. However, this has closely been debated due to past and some say still current dealings that the Vatican has been involved in. And let's just say uh, didn't seem to be on the up and up. Um, and we'll talk more <laughs> about that later. Uh, I'm sure everyone is jumping right to the one that we're going to talk about in their minds. I'm wondering. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. But you're there's more that we may or may not get to today, dear listener. Um, last but not least, the Vatican house. Sorry, the Vatican houses the world's largest art collection founded by Pope Julius II in the early 16th century. The Vatican has one of the world's greatest art collections. The museums shelter approximately 70,000 works of art. And of these 20,000 are on display at any time. Um, What's kind of funny about that is there is a pretty strong theory by many that they also have the world's largest porn collection, you know, as one does. I mean, like you would, why not? (laughs) It's just, and actually, I mean, (laughs) one man's porn is another man's art. True. Very true. You know, porn can be different perspectives, right? Depending on what you go through. But uh, yeah, you know, they, they've uh, amassed quite a, I can't describe it, but I know it when I see it (laughs) to quote a famous Supreme court judge. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. That's too much. Uh, Interesting. No, I mean, and that's just the start of this whole thing. Um, I wanted to ask you this. So, Josh, you want to play some uh, fact or bullshit here real quick? Couple. Of uh, yes, and I read this long enough ago that I forgot all the answers. Oh, perfect. All right. So yeah, win, so this winner. is actually going to be genuine. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to look at my screen. <laughs> Folks, that's how long we've been sitting on this because of, uh, again, I don't want to go down. Anyway, so. Work. Yeah, work, work, work. Work sucks. Work, 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 work. Where's that? I no, know. Brooks. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's play some fact or bullshit here. So. Is it or isn't it true that the Vatican owns a telescope in Arizona, I ask you? Because that's oh, odd, right? Damn it. That is true. That is true. So I stumbled on this one. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, this is a weird little fact. Uh, 1981, the Vatican purchased a state-of-the-art telescope, which is one of the world's largest telescopes, uh, the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope. <laughs> Ooh, sounds important. Um, it sits on top of Mount Graham in southeast Arizona, and the Vatican conducts astronomical research out there due to the minimal light pollution, which, uh, you know, if you ever if you don't know what light pollution is, that's a whole other crazy theory. But, I mean, it makes sense, right? You know, it's on a thing that can do that. It just fascinates me the things that the Vatican is involved in, like uh, astronomical research. Well, you know, that's like a thing that that made me think of, too, is like they have like a really prominent um, as, as why can't I say astronomical? I'm Astron- trying not to say astrology. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I flip up that, too, all the time. They, they do. Have, they do. They have, like, a really, like, strong and supported um, astronomical program, which is really interesting considering that they jailed, they put Galileo in house arrest. Yes. <laughs> but, isn't that something? And actually, we're going to cover it because that's some of the, when we talk about the secrets, uh, the secret archives. Um, that's one of them. I can't remember if I had it in the report anyway, but then there's another little byproduct of the Catholics in the Vatican being in, you know, so involved in space really in general that there's also rumors that fold into that. They know about the extraterrestrials. They have these things hidden and and we mentioned that fact too real quick, but it's just, uh, yeah, you know, like it's a mixed bag for sure. Um, but let's get into something. Till there are missionaries on, right. okay. on, on whatever on, planet we land on. on other planets being like, do you do you have a m- moment to hear a message about our Lord and Savior? Don't run from the Lord. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Oh, crazy. Um, so here's another one. And this is something they're famous for. Well, I wouldn't say famous, but it's a big chunk of it. Uh, did the late chief exorcist of the Vatican over his 60 year role perform 80,000 exorcisms? Yes or no? Because that number seems pretty high, even for 60 years. That sounds really excessive. Um, It it does. I mean, I want to say no, but because I'm always wrong, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Oh, don't doubt yourself, sir. Well, actually, it gets even weirder because he performed uh, over 160,000 exorcisms through his his 60-year ministry. Uh, It's crazy. So the late chief exorcist of the Vatican, Father Gabriel Amorth, uh, states that he has performed tens of thousands of exorcisms over his 60-plus years as a priest, equating to over 160,000. To add, 
Popes have also performed exorcisms, which I did not know. Uh, Father Morse states that in 2009, uh, Benedict the, I want to say the 13th, uh, slammed Satan, he said, out of the two people. And in 2000, Pope John Paul II attempted to exorcise a woman but failed to do so. Father Morse later witnessed the, hmm. quote, possessed woman crawling up the walls like a spider. So, you know, I mean, if the that. Pope can't do it. I write who else is in line for that because that's pretty. I don't know who you go above that. Well, I do. Better call John but. Constantine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, bring Constantine into it. So, anyway, so I've always been amazed. And this is one thing that the Catholic religion, they, they had a. They have a problem with possession of demons more than any other religions really do. And and just to clarify that, not that other religions don't. You know, they have it in their cultures. They have it in their stories. You know, they may not yeah. call them possession. They may not call them demonic activity. Um, it's just whatever they want to call them. But for some reason, the Catholics, you know, they're the ones that felt that they needed to put a book together, put instructions together when other cultures just didn't quite go down that far. They didn't think it was neat, but boy, the Catholics thought it was. And so it just, that's always amazed me personally, just that that's always been in the mix somehow, you know, just weird. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Along those same lines, there have been stories and even sightings in regard to the Vatican being haunted. Uh, There we are there. Uh, There are several reports and even videos that show a figure standing in the bell tower. Various priests have stated pretty point blank that the devil actually resides in the Vatican. There's actually a book I found <laughs> uh, that, hey, well, right. that's awesome. Well, there's a book I found that was written by a priest, and he says, and I, oh, I want to say like 2004, the world started going crazy. Like it was the, you know, we got attacked and we're in a war and we're doing this and that. And he believes because of all this, the, the devil literally came and just kind of loitered in the Vatican and has never left. Uh, it's pretty fascinating to read the comments of the book. Yeah, yeah, why not, right? You know, so it's there. Um, and lastly, according to some reputable sources, St. Peter's Basilica stands upon cursed soil. It actually was erected on top of a pagan necropolis or burial ground, uh, which has been documented, actually. Uh, evidently, the old spirits and gods didn't take kindly to the intrusion, and strange activity filled the 16th century construction site when it was being built. Workers began dropping dead, and the Pope himself became just awfully ill, like on his deathbed thing. Uh, while he was stricken, apparitions in the form of crows, again, reports, this is from the Secret Archives, uh, lingered around the area until the Pope ordered an exorcism, and things kind of turned around a little, uh, but there have still been numerous reports to this day of touristy and shadows, blips, things like that being pushed, some even attacked. Um, yeah, so there's that, right? Yeah, you got that thing going on. But anyway, little little weird, scary history there. But uh, but there's more to the Vatican, I think, Josh, uh, that you're going to lead us on here. I absolutely will. Thank you for letting me know that you were past the part that I scrolled past to not cheat at the factor bullshit. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I didn't cheat, but it was the best I've ever done. Weird. (laughs) Anyway. um, Oh, and this is fun. Let's not forget the rumors that are pretty well substantiated, if not all out fact, that the Vatican was involved with Nazis. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're going to say that quite a lot. Allegedly. (laughs) Uh, Around, uh, well, after around World War II, but also during it, and Mm -hmm. they didn't give a fuck for the most part. Like, organizationally, they were definitely, uh, I'll hold that. Anyway, uh, after World War II, Europe was a hostile place for the Nazis, surprisingly. Um, And many fled to numerous South American countries. The Nazis fled from Europe using routes known as rat lines, mainly created and drawn out by a Nazi sympathizing bishop named Alois Karl Hudal. Hudal. Hudal sounds funner. That's how I'm going to say that. There you go. Uh, They also partnered with Nazi collaborators called Ustashis to do this. So people who Mm. suck, basically. Yeah. Um, The Vatican knowingly gave them a helping hand, again, allegedly. A researcher at Harvard, one Gerald Steinecker, states that the Vatican's aid was based on the factor of the revival of European Christianity and fear of the Soviet Union, um, which is a stupid reason to help Nazis. A hundred percent. But that's what they went with, right? So, you know. Yeah. Um, Additionally, the Vatican was behind creating false identities for numerous Nazis. Uh, While the Vatican had an interest in preserving former Nazis within Europe, 
the Pope himself had a response or had, sorry, had his reasons for keeping Adolf Hitler's followers alive and well. Pope Pius VII was staunchly anti-Semitic and anti-communist, and as one of his first acts as the Supreme Pontiff, he rehabilitated a French far-right fascist group condemned by his predecessor, Fuck Pontus VII. Joy. Okay. Um, (laughs) The length of his involvement in the Nazi migration is not fully known, but his inaction against the Holocaust and preference for Nazis in South America to aid and anti-communist governments uh, means it it is very likely he would have approved the Vatican's methods. It sounds like it. I mean, again, can't be proven, you know, and we're going to do this a lot allegedly, but all the factors to that leads that that would, that probably was the case. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this shit makes me feel gross and sad. It's just awful. It's awful. Uh Uh, Yeah. In addition, the Red Cross was overwhelmed with refugees and asked the Vatican to help deal with thousands of travel papers that piled on their desks. The result was the spread of Nazis across Europe, North America, and South America, sometimes along with the escaping Jews. Uh, the Vatican denies, or sorry, declines to comment on this, because why would yeah, they? Yeah, I exactly. mean, uh, if I remember right, about 10 years ago, one of the popes, like a officially apologized for the children's crusade that happened in like 1100. So, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. eventually, right. You just, yeah. You just in a wait. thousand years, they'll be yeah. like, Oh my bad. Sorry. Yeah. I think Sorry. this is old enough. We can say, uh, I think we screwed the pooch on this one in the 16th yeah. century. Yeah. 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 Good times. Good times. <laughs> um, the Vatican declines to comment on this again. Yeah. And, uh, if you, Want to play the follow the money game? Uh, the Vatican Bank has done numerous shady deals. Allegedly, the most controversial is their dealings with Hitler. Uh, historian Gerald Posner states that the Vatican received a considerable Kirchensteuer. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, please don't kill me, Germans. That was <laughs> my best. Um which is a church tax from Hitler annually. So they were like, Hey, we won't interfere with any of your shit. If you give us money, cause money, I, I mean, and, and let's be honest right there real quick. Um, th- we're not picking on the Catholics cause this has happened. This has happened. This occurs nowadays. This is, it just, happens every time there's a genocide it, of any yep, kind. Yep. This is just humans being fucking human beings. So, you know, when it comes to that, Catholics aren't any better, or any worse than any one of us, honestly. So, yeah, yeah, and that is very true. Um, a substantial tax was paid via the IOR so that it couldn't be tra- tracked by other Western banks. To be fair, though, uh, like you said, there were a lot of, uh, or sorry, there are a lot of Catholic clergy and were a lot of Catholic clergy and Christians in general who opposed the Nazis um, and helped Jews and other persecuted groups flee to safety. Um, oh, systemically, oh, yeah. it was bad. Yep. Systemically, the church was like, like leadership and like as a as a structure was doing some shitty shit um but there were individual people that did a lot of good at the same time well yeah and let's not let that go to the wayside because there were and and even nowadays you know i have a friend who is a um who's a devout catholic and uh even they say look you know we're not <laughs> not too sure about this new pope like it's not always that they're whatever the pope says they're 100 percent behind you know, just yeah. because you're Catholic doesn't mean you're automatically attached to whatever is going on. Uh, it's just like anything else, right? You know, that's why we have religion, because this group here believe in this, but they don't want any fish on Fridays. All right, well, let's take our guys and go over here and become Lutheran or whatever. Uh, this is kind of the same thing, you know. But I will say that uh, the money trail that you're talking about, it's very interesting. So I started doing some research here. Um I want to throw some fun facts out here just to describe what the IOR actually is, because it's... Uh, <laughs> It's pretty interesting. So the Institute for Works of Religion, again, IOR, commonly referred to as the Vatican Bank, is a privately held financial institution located inside Vatican City. It was founded in 1942 by Pope Pius VII, which, if you remember right, we mentioned him above that was in the mix of the whole Nazi thing. So kind of a weird coincidence. Oh, wait, the guy that sucks? Okay. Yeah, the guy that sucks. Yeah, but again, allegedly, but it fell like right at the Sweet, sweet time frame. So it just seems odd. 
Anyway, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, it absorbed the administration of the works of religion, which was previous, uh, which originated in the Commission for Works of Charity, established by Pope Leo VIII in 1887. So the IOR is not a department of the Roman Curia, the central administrative structure of the Roman Catholic Church, nor is it a central bank, like most people think it's just a bank bank. Uh, the purpose of the IOR is, quote, to provide for the safekeeping and administration of movable and immovable property transferred or entrusted to it by physical or jurisdictional persons and intended for works of religion or charity, unquote. Oof, mouthful there. So I pulled that mm-hmm. right off the website. Uh, for the uh, for the bank, so that's oh, okay. So we don't need to put an allegedly there. No, no, we don't. That's, that's exactly from, what they do. That's them from their <laughs> own mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny too. And I will mention a quick little side note. When I was doing this research, uh, I went like right to the actual Vatican website and pulled some stuff off there that they pretty much just admit. Yeah, this happened. Here it is. Like it, it was very. I don't want to use the word transparent. I guess uh, you know. Again. You know, Catholics been involved in other things. As of recently, there's been some horrible things. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll go down that road later. Uh, the bank accepts deposits only from top church officials and entities. It is run by president, but overseen by five cardinals who report directly to the Vatican and the Vatican Secretary of State. Because so little is known about the bank's daily operations and transactions, it has often been called the most secret bank in the world. Uh, to add to this, it has been embroiled in several scandals. A couple of very current, mind you. Um, a few to name is the Banco Ambrosiano scandal uh, touted as a Catholic bank. It was wrapped up in huge corruption investigations. Uh, in 1982, Robert Calvi, known as God's banker, quote-unquote, was found dead, hanging from uh, Blackfriars Bridge in London. At first, his death appeared to be a suicide, but eventually five people, including a mafia member, were charged with his murder. Come to find out, the IOR was this bank's majority shareholder. There's more to that scandal, but that's just kind of a tip of the iceberg to give you guys an idea, you know, right. kind of what it was embroiled in, you know. And one probably most people have actually heard of. Yeah, it, it is one of the bigger ones for sure. Uh, in 2018, the Vatican charged a former bank president with embezzlement and laundering of over $50 million. And last but not least, some claim Vatican City's bankers hoarded Nazi gold or UCA money to support political agendas in developing countries. And this is just the bigger of the scandals. I didn't really have time to go through to go through all the scandals, but you know, it's a thing. Uh, I, I, we'd have to do a whole episode just on on just on the Vatican scandals. Bank. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it, it's just crazy. But it should be noted that I literally pulled these scandals again right off the website, so they're right there. Like they admit them. They they and there's some that are very very current. There's one as early as uh, I want to say 2015, and there's something going on now that can't be proven, but they're still under investigation. Uh, yeah, so you know. Yeah, I remember something. Maybe it was just the first time I heard about the uh, Rabard. Rab- Roberto Calvi case, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like I remember like 10 or 15 years ago hearing about another like scandal with the president of the Vatican bank and shit being super weird and like yeah, all it, that stuff. It, it's actually crazy. Like, um, I, and again, you know, we're not trying to pick on anybody, but boy, some of these came to fruition and they were their, their thing, you know, so kind of hard to ignore. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to continue with this uh, story that Josh has, has us embroiled in uh, with uh, the Catholics and the Nazis. So stand by for more fun stuff, everybody. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right. So we're back and uh, also back to fun, if you could call it that, Nazi talk. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that's not fun. Maybe that's the wrong <laughs> way to word it. I, I don't know. No, I mean, uh, I, it, I always see that meme where it's like uh, at a certain point in life, you either become a World War II historian or get really into cars if you're a dude. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> 
Uh, um, anyway, it's at this point that the IOR becomes known as the world's top offshore bank. The Catholic Church made use of the IOR to sell billions of dollars, and it never fully, or sorry, to store, not sell. How do you, well. Oh, I'm sure anyway, they sold some, too. Financial you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was thinking I said sell, and I was like, how do you sell money? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's what the whole financial market is. Never mind. Anyway. It's at this point that the IOR became known as the world's top offshore bank. The Catholic Church made uh, made use of the IOR to store billions of dollars, and it never fully revealed the extent of these dealings to the public. Hence, we will never know how much of the IOR made off of or made off from the Nazis. Uh, but there is more recent events to this story. Oh, um, yeah. So. On July 23rd, 1997, the LA Times revealed that documentarians from the television network A&E had discovered proof in the Vatican's or in the Vatican Bank's archives of a Nazi gold scandal. Specifically, they uncovered a memo amid a trove of already declassified material that totaled over a million pages. Wow, Jeez, that's a lot of reading. That's a lot of reading. Um, the documentarians were the first to thoroughly sift through the humongous cache of information. The memo had been composed by former U.S. Treasury Department field investigator Emerson Bigelow. Hmm, interesting. Oh, by the way, I looked that up real quick. I'm not related to uh, Bigelow, who owned the Skinwalker Ranch, just in case anybody flags that name. I was more curious than anything, but no relation. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that would have been weird, but it, it also. W- it would have been. It would have been a weird tie-in, one of it? But eh, anyway, I hope yeah, for it. But eh. Bigelow is not a super uncommon name. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. After the Second World War, Bigelow conducted several investigations throughout Europe. This is when he purportedly connected with a viable source that could link the Vatican Bank directly to Nazi gold. Bigelow outlined all of this information in his memo that, for an unknown reason, was never received. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what that unknown reason was. Yeah, right. Shall we speculate? Or <laughs> Shall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering... Uh, if maybe the person he was sending the memo to was Catholic and was like, I never got that. Fuck it. Right. Yeah. Yeet. God. I don't know. Anyway, um, when survivors of the Ustasha regime learned that learned of the documentarians investigation, they formally requested Bigelow's report be released under the freedom of information act in 1997. The survivors filed a lawsuit against the Vatican bank based on Bigelow's memo in 1999 and according to uh, Concorda, Concorda Watch, Watch, I think, yeah, yeah, too many, too many weird consonants and cursives. Anyway, um, the case was originally brought before California's court in November 1999. Four years later, Vatican lawyers successfully argued the case was outside the jurisdiction of U.S. courts. Uh, the previous ruling was overturned. Then in 2005, an appeals court overturned that judgment and allowed some of the claims, primarily those for restitution, which is important, uh-huh. to proceed. Um, on December 30th, 2009, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco reupheld the original lower court ruling. The decision stated that the Vatican Bank was immune from the lawsuit and further prosecution under the 1976 Foreign Service Immunities Act, or sorry, Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act. Um, so to this day, the Vatican Archives, likely the only source that could directly tie the Vatican Bank with Nazi gold, have remained sealed. Isn't that great? Is that, aren't loopholes great? It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's really weird how uh, we work with people we want to work with and don't and let people we don't want to work with eat lead and shit. You know what yeah, I mean? No, no. Like, I mean, it's just insane. And, and again, just to boil that whole thing down, you know, number one, the survivors of the, the group that were shitty people in the beginning lost everything, lost lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Lost, and they just, yeah, well, no, we're, you keep, it's funny how like the right people involved. And then if you allow enough time to go by, things just gradually fade away and we don't have a problem anymore. It's just, yeah. 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 Not not ideal. Anyway, but uh, we want to cover that because that is one of the largest scandals. Again, can't be proven. And again, we're going to say allegedly. We're not just picking on them to pick on, but that's pretty substantial. I mean, you know, when you got that many leads involved in, you know, Nazi history, uh, which again was fucking awful. Anybody that 
was backing them, you know. I mean, and, and yeah. look at look at some of the people we had involved in our space program that came directly from said group. You know, yep. It's like, come on, you know, you choose to play with the people that can give you something and benefit you, no matter what. Oh, and you just close your blinders to everything else. I, I just don't. I don't get. It. I, I don't get the morality. But eh, yeah, and I I especially hate the whitewashing that they did around. Uh, project paperclip. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? Von Braun, dude, there should, as far as I'm concerned, there should have been a giant swastika on the side of the Apollo. I mean, come on, really? You know? Yeah. I mean, oh, like, I would anyway. have rather not won the space race than, than have to, had yeah. to have it be Nazis on the fucking moon. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Anyway. Oh, by the way, not to get off, uh, but I'm, we're still watching that uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV. Man, that's oh, getting yeah. good. That's getting really good. I, I like that show. That's cool. That talks about Russia and, you know, what if it happened this way and they beat us to the moon and they go through history. It's just really cool. So, folks, check it out. It's uh, Yeah, it's a super it's interesting it. show. I always keep forgetting about it. I know. It's a little slow burner, you know, but I think season two is picking up a little bit. But anyway, side note. Um, but let's stick to the Vatican, shall we? So onwards and upwards. Uh, we move to the Vatican secret archives. We've covered some of the scandals. We've covered some of the other things. Um, this is truly actually amazing. And, again, a lot of this is fact. Um, with some sprinkle of other th- stuff kind of in there. But, uh, but yeah, so here we go with that. Um, 53 miles, I said miles, of shelving, 35,000 volumes of catalog, 12 centuries worth of documents, all housed in one of the most iconic bastions of religion and culture ever, and only allowed to be seen by a chosen few and on the Pope's discretion. That is the Vatican Secret Archives. Um, Once admitted, scholars must request which specific documents they wish to review. They are only allowed to request three per day. The Vatican Secret Archives are not actually secret. Supposedly, again, the word is a little bit different. Um, The word secret, in quotes here, uh, comes from a misunderstanding of the Latin word secretum, or private. Um, The archives were, and still are, designed to house a Holy See's official paperwork, along with the correspondence and other information related to the Pope. Um, so let's do some history here on this whole secret archive because it's, it's kind of interesting. And it could have actually went completely away depending how certain histories happened, you know, but it, it's there, but it, it's crazy. Um, so Pope Paul V implemented a project to build a Novum Archivum in 1611, a Novum meaning new and archi- archive, I guess, representing the archives. Uh, in hmm. 1612, Paul V appointed Badassar Ansadi, former custodian of the Vatican Apostolic Library to be a custodian of the new archives that he wanted to collect. Uh, The archives underwent a thing in 1810, so this is kind of where history took a little bit of a turn. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte seized the Pobble archives and transferred them to Paris. About 3,239 cases or baskets of documents from the Archivio Secreto Vaticano, which is the um, official term of it, and other archives of the Roman Curia left Rome on enormous wagons. Uh, It wasn't until 1816 the documents began coming back to Rome. So fast forward, 1881, um, and again, we're just hitting some highlights here of, of the whole archives in general. Uh, 19, uh, 1881, Pope Leo VIII opened the doors of the archives to the scholars of all faiths and all religions and all nations. Uh, and 99 years later, Pope John Paul II inaugurated new storerooms under the Cortile della Pigna of the Vatican Museums where documents could be uh, protected in kind of like a bunker-like condition. So I would assume some of the more older, darker, more close-to-the-vest type stuff uh, is probably housed in this area. Um, But just the fact of how big the archives are, and they continue to grow for some odd reason, which, (laughs) whatever. So, you know, well, I mean, that makes sense that they continue to grow. They're basically Vatican City's national archives, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, true. You know, but I mean, when do you, I guess, yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's some points in history where it seemed, and maybe this is just me looking at it from a different angle, but it, it seemed like there's some points in history where it, it grew a little bit more larger than one would think of just simply collecting their archives over a time frame. Does that make sense? It just seemed like some stuff were uh, added into it, like just very large, large areas. Uh, like they got a mass dump of something over like different time frames. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me looking at different eyes, but uh, still fascinating. So, yeah, I mean, to me, it makes sense that it would grow just because of the nature of what it is um, mm-hmm. and finding out that it being named Secret Archives 
as kind of a mistranslation also makes me oh, laugh yeah yeah i know bit, that's, that's know hilarious I mean? right off the get-go i'm like oh okay you guys <laughs> oh this secret that everyone knows about is not actually a not, secret not really it's, a secret uh, right, private right. is what it means <laughs> so oh stupid. okay um but yeah anyway back on track here fun fact Several convoys transported back to Rome uh, the rest of the documents Napoleon had seized from the Holy See and transferred to Paris. The high transport costs involved prompted the papal commissioners to destroy hundreds of documents that were considered useless (laughs) and to sell thousands as waste paper. Many documents belonging to the archives were lost in transit and some papers and documents were delivered to the wrong place. And did not end up in the original archives. What a cluster. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's like they were using like Hermes or something to deliver yeah, yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, so one wonders uh, what these lost documents entailed or if they are still kicking around somewhere in private collections. And honestly, like my take on that is I'm trying to like get rid of a bunch of stuff that I've been packing around for years and years and years. Yeah, that yeah. At one point I decided was important and now it's just taking up space. Yeah, I get that and side of it. Yeah. Going through it, I'm like, what the fuck? Why was I even thinking this? that I kept this? This makes no sense. Could Half you imagine? Of it's like shitty song lyrics I wrote when I was like fucking 19. And oh half God, of it's dude. like, like, notes from a class that i don't ever even remember taking i i <laughs> like why I, did i keep this shit man? i will sit here i'll be the first again you know hey i i'm very i'll wear my heart on my sleeve so i'll just tell the listeners this because you know i'll be the first to admit i did this and i think i still have it i have this metal box up in the attic and it has like my high school letter that you know went on the jackets with the drama mm-hmm. medals that i got an old eight track of johnny horton which was one of the first Things I've fell in love with, truck on my dad, just like random shit. But in there, in the Navy, when I was in A school in San Fran, um, I remember writing a letter. And I can't, I was drunk or something happened, but I wrote it to the Lizard King. I wrote it to like Jim Morrison. And I fucking oh, like Jesus. four pages. I folded it, I sealed it up, I put it in this envelope, and it's still sitting up there. And I haven't, <laughs> shit, how many years ago was that? So I, I, maybe one of these days I'll get energy and crawl up there and see what kind of weird shit I wrote down. But, you know. So no, I, I I get you. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Maybe just leave it. For having my having been it. doing that, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what was I thinking? But could you imagine the wrong address? Some fucking farmer in Belgium. Knock knock. I uh, have a delivery for you. It's a bunch of secrets from the Vatican. Um, what? Who? What? I'm a sheep farmer. Like, how do you how do you deliver to? Oh, the you wrong? you're you're bringing this to Vatican City, France. Oh no, that's not you. you I'm sorry, your zip Vatican code's City. off, sir. This is not the this is not the right one. My wife is named Vatican. That's probably where you got screwed up on. Uh, I couldn't even. It's know. like and if you accidentally book a flight to Las Vegas, Arizona, instead of Las Vegas. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so so the question is, what exactly is in the archives that is known to the public? Well. That is actually a little bit surprising, and I learned more than I thought I knew. It's kind of interesting. Um, Here's some examples for that. Uh, There's a letter from Michelangelo to the Pope uh, warning that the Vatican guards had not been paid in three months, and they were threatening to walk off the job. There's that. Hmm. Um, There's a bull, or decree, if you will, from 1493, by which Pope Alexander VI divvied up the newly discovered Americas between Spain and Portugal. Uh, Famous Vatican trials were recorded with handwritten transcripts transcripts were housed there including cases against the knights templar in the early 14th century and i guess this well oh this is one right here so known as a shannon mm-hmm. parchment it's the size of a dining room table and it's documents the whole trials of the roman catholic military order for things like uh blasphemous behavior uh, heresy during the crusades yada yada they recorded everything during this thing um, and then, uh, due to an archive of mistake, this parchment that I mentioned earlier, the Shannon parchment, it was lost for centuries, <laughs> just fucking disappeared. And it was cool. only found in a box containing other documents in 2001. So it showed up. That could tell oh, you wow. how a mass this archive is. I mean, could you met? So now it's been correctly categorized. This document um, is just available for researchers, but it's just an example of you know, what, God, what else is lost or what can be, how many centuries later this pops up? Just crazy. So we fast forward a little bit. Uh, there are letters from Abraham Lincoln, as well as Jefferson Davis, who wrote to try to convince Pope Pius IX that the South was an innocent victim of Northern aggression. 
Neither man <laughs> was Catholic. Go figure. So. Uh, fun, funny. I'd never thought of the South as Catholic at all. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. But fun story. Karl Marx wrote uh, Abraham Lincoln fan mail. Oh, yeah. You heard that in history. So isn't that ah, it's fucking crazy. So uh, there are many documents that have been unsealed for the scholars to see. And one of the most controversial topics that may many wonder about has yet to be unsealed is, and you know, if we be if we're going to cover the Vatican and all the ins and outs, we'd be amiss if we didn't uh, cover this. It is the cases of the sexual abuse. So, um, again, kind of shitty, not really cool, just like the Nazis, right? Uh, not really weird, yep. you know. But again, we need to mention it. Uh, as it turns out, every diocese has secret archives too, not just the Vatican, and many have helped corroborate the Church's participation in the abuse and what they have done. Um, but documents at the Vatican Secret Archives are only released once they're at least 75 years old. So, and the archive's true owner is not the church, but the Pope. Though people can sue individual dioceses for their information, the church itself is equivalent to a sovereign nation and can do what it pleases. The Pope is the only one who could release the documents early, and as it looks now, it could be decades before journalists, historians, and victims learn more about the Catholic Church's role in the abuse, but at the least, the Church has admitted that it did occur. Yeah, so there's that, right? But um, there are still plenty of theories and speculation as to what else might be archived in the archives. I mean, come on. The Catholic Church is knowingly involved in exorcisms, right? We talked about that in the beginning. Possible, allegedly, extortions, scandals, history of benefiting from uh, helping diabolical groups, yada, yada, this stuff goes on. Again, not saying that they're all bad. There's a lot of good stuff here, but you know we're not focusing on the good stuff because that's not fun to talk about. We're going to focus well, on this other stuff. You know. Yeah, but but there's two roads. You know, two sides of the story, right? Uh, so would it be such a far fetched idea that they were only allowing us to see what they want us to see? Uh, just the exorcism thing alone, again, it, it's just pretty fucking bonkers if you ask me. So why not? They have hidden secrets or knowledge to add to that. Why wouldn't they? Uh, there have been wild speculations ranging from, but not limited to, uh, they know about and even have bodies of the artifacts of the extraterrestrials uh, that are hidden, which we talked about earlier, might go back into their astronomical research. Yeah. I've, I I don't know. You know, again, that's been kicking around for like decades, almost almost a whole century, um, just that right there. Uh, documents showing Jesus' real bloodline and plans from the 17th century of a working time machine so with all these little examples noted, I did find some stuff on the time machine because this is pretty fucking fun to think about. So anyway, yeah, check the Yeah, check for real. Out. So uh, Father Pelle- Pellegrino Ernetti, who died in 1992, claimed to have seen the ancient Roman Senator Cicero deliver a speech in 63 BC. He was apparently just as powerful an orator as they had said, which uh, that sounds fucking wild. Right. Um, and also, that wasn't the only thing he'd seen. Uh, he and his team, he claimed, had seen Napoleon giving speeches too, as well as Jesus at the Last Supper and even the crucifixion. Okay, you're getting all, you're, you're doing a greatest hits tour, uh, <laughs> yeah. father and ready. I don't, I don't know about this now, but yeah, uh, yeah. using, um, I guess, if you did have a real time machine, I, I, I mean, think you about would, it do the greatest hits why wouldn't you <laughs> well yeah and and if you especially if you're a devout catholic i mean what the go-to yeah. would be you know jesus right i mean yeah anyway anyway again yeah, yeah out of the box but just saying not saying time traveling is not real but it's real anyway continue. <laughs> uh using device called the chronovisor they would view any event they wished uh, just as if they were watching TV, which actually sounds fucking rad. It does. <laughs> According to Ernetti, the device was co-designed with top scientists Enrico Fermi, uh, who developed the first nuclear reactor and uh, is the guy who came up with the uh, Fermi paradox. And yep. like, uh, yep. well-known astrophysicist, yep. yep. especially in the areas we inhabitate. Um, and, uh, Werner von Braun, who we just talked about being a fucking space Nazi, uh, (laughs) and it could also record images. Hence in 1972, a quote photo of Christ unquote emerged in, in the Italian magazine, La Dominica del Corriere. And 
Ernetti was pronounced or also produced a transcript of the lost play Theistes in the original Latin. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It is indeed. Uh, naturally there were doubts like there, uh, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> the alleged transcript of the play could hardly be verified at all because it's lost. So who the fuck knows, right? Um, and as it turned out, the photo of Christ was from a postcard of a plaster cast crucifix in a church. Uh, but the photo never actually came from Ernetti himself. He certainly never claimed it was real. Uh, the chronovisor he designed wasn't capable of close-ups, he said, nor anywhere near as much detail as the photo showed. The real evidence, says Ernetti's friend Francois Brun, was destroyed when Pope Pius VII and Benito Mussolini decided it posed a threat to society. Remember, Mussolini decided it posed a threat to society. Okay. 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 Yep. Uh, yep. And yeah. uh, Pope piece of shit went right along with it <laughs> um they especially feared it meant an end to all secrets whether political economic military or religious not to mention personal which i don't think they gave one single shit about uh-huh. um ernetti shut down the chronovisor project and entrusted the plans to uh notaries in switzerland and japan However, as Brune himself admits it's quite possible that the vatican still uses the original which would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. And again, you know, I don't know, you know, it would be interesting if they went back and watched Jesus saying the shit that we think Jesus said in the Bible. That is very, very not the way the church actually a- runs these days. Yep, hundred percent. And they were just 100%. like, yeah. "Oops, Whoops. do we well, let this? Never go? mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's rip this up. No, it's a inter- And again, you know, the, I think the coronavirus is kind of a bullshit. Really, that's what you named it, guys. Really, but I don't know there's some people involved here. You know, you talk about uh, von Braun and uh, Fermi. I mean, I how did their names get thrown in this mix? I, I just I don't know. Uh, probably because it's bullshit. It probably is bullshit, but boy, fun nonetheless. But I mean, that's like conspiracy theory 101 is like oh sure oh sure you come up with some random ass wild thing you're gonna try and and put out there is real you gotta tie some like name recognition to it yep absolutely well and you know come on dude you and i both know there's no conspiracies nowadays everything's real all all you really have to do is think about things evidently and they occur and they happen so i heard it was a new method but yeah yeah that's how you declassify things yeah yeah yeah. just think about them yeah that's how you do that Anyway, um, it's like other, an episode of Bewitched. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Other strange notables that we came across is the original Grand Grimoire, uh, which is said to contain a ritual for summoning Lucifuge Raphael, the prime minister of hell, among other denizens of the underworld. Uh, apparently, the summoner also has to give up their soul in the process, which, eh, hmm. okay. Uh, Small price. Yeah, yeah, right. Shit. I'm not Small e- price to I'm deal with using a bureaucrat. This anyway. I'm not using this anyway. So, um, a necromantic procedure that the 19th century cultist A.E. Waite said only a, quote, dangerous maniac or an irreclaimable criminal uh, would be qualified to carry out to the full. And we're talking about the uh, the whole uh, summoner and the, you know. Summoning the Lucifuge Rufficale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, supposedly there was a copy of a grimoire found in the tomb of King Solomon. Grimoires have been found throughout history, but none have had so wide of an appeal as this one, thought to be the most atrocious of its type. It's also rumored that the Vatican archives contain communication between Emperor Nero and St. Paul regarding the existence of Jesus. So, uh, some conspiracy theorists Mm. believe that the Vatican is hiding proof that Jesus didn't exist at all. Boy, yeah, we don't want to let that one out of the bag. That would probably make your whole organization. <laughs> eh, you know. So, uh, turns we, out we got uh, egg on our face, folks. Um, you this know. guy wasn't real. It was just who we. It was the hero we needed, not the hero we deserved, right, or whatever. Right. But don't forget to donate. Don't forget to donate. It's important. You know, we still want to keep the church going. Yep, Gotta yep. pay your tithing. Anyway. Uh, or else this guy who doesn't exist won't take care of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so whatever you choose to believe about the Vatican and its history, you know, it's fairly evident that there's some skeletons in this proverbial closet for sure. Uh, the sexual abuse being a pretty fucking big one, I would say. Um, yeah, that's the 12-foot Home Depot skeleton oh boy. in their closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fucking awful. 
Um, but you know how many more secrets we ask? Uh, what can be believed and what is just complete bullshit? With over a million documents collected over 12 centuries and then add all the popes, cardinals, handshakes behind closed doors, etc., we think the future will definitely reveal more than we already know about the infamous Vatican and the secrets that are hiding behind its doors. I don't know. Maybe. You know, we'll see what happens. It only takes how many uh, centuries to release something that happened how many centuries ago? About 10. Yeah, hopefully you got time. Yeah, just hang in there. So, anyway. Yeah, man, that's Vatican. I uh, I will say I was pleasantly... Uh, so, you know, I heard about the, the Nazi scandal briefly, but I didn't know how in-depth it went. And again, allegedly, you know, that it actually happened. We don't know for sure, but uh, there are, like, complete books written on the subject matter with names attached to it, dates attached to it. Um, transcripts attached. I don't know, man. It's pretty hard to kind of wave the wand away on that one, right? But, you know, these other things, the whole said the archives, it just, even if you take the weirdness away, the idea that of how large it is and what it contains. And, uh, you know, from what I was reading, it was like, there's been people in charge, kind of like the librarian of the archives. And they're like, no, this is so big, we can't even organize it. Like, all we can do is try to keep things yeah. on the shelves. It's going to take <laughs> us until this shit is uh, yeah. papally declassified to Organized. Yeah, this yeah shit. apocalypse came. I finally got to Z. We're organized. Oh, yeah. hell's coming to Earth. Oh, damn, that's bad timing. Oh, great! It's so. the second coming. <laughs> yeah, right. Of the guy who may or may not exist. Uh huh. So anyway, yeah. So that's Vatican. And and again, you know, I think I don't know, man. I'd like to do more of these with other, not necessarily religious groups, but you know, groups. You know, you hear about the skull and the crossbones and all these other ones. There's just man. There's yeah. so much shit out there of just. And then trying to decide for yourself, you know, is it fact? Is it fiction? Is this bullshit? Is there a conspiracy behind it? Is there not? Ah, man. Yeah, because wherever there's like a hint of conspiracy and like shit that could be real, that is like the perfect fodder for like really, really, really engaging and entertaining fiction. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So there's something you said about that. You know, and again, we try not to go down the conspiracy road because especially, and again, not to, you know, I'm sure you know what we're referencing, but you know, as of lately, conspiracy theories can get pretty fucking dangerous and uh, it's yeah. not a good slope to be going down, to be honest with you. So, and we don't want to add to it. You know what I mean? So anyway, but uh, yeah, man, thoughts. Oh man. I don't know. Like I love history and especially when you're looking at like Western European history of the modern era. And mm-hmm. by modern, I mean the last couple thousand years. Right. Um, it's fucking wild. And the church is involved in all of it and not always in a great way. Right. <laughs> in fact, rarely in a great way. Uh, yeah. There's that. Um, and uh, it's, I don't know, man, it's interesting. I would just say like everyone should, should take everything with a grain of salt. Um, 100%. Hundred percent, and yeah, but also like dig into this stuff and 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 dig into what you think is interesting, dear listener, because I think uh, I think this shit's fucking wild and rad. It, it's man, hidden history alone. You know, I mean, again, I know you know we talk about everything from you know UFOs to ghosts to cryptids to you know history Pirates. itself and pir- yeah, it really doesn't matter. If interesting topics are interesting topics at the end of the day, um, but man, you know, some of the history and and it seems like there's more stuff that's that comes out or there's something that's documented or there's, I was reading a book the other day. Some guy wrote it. Uh, supposedly he's related here where he, he was related to Jesse James, the old outlaw. And he wrote this whole book about this uh, treasure that was handed down in his family. And he's got these documented. No, I remember my grandma talking about yada, yada, yada. And it blew the lid off half of what people used to think Jesse James was involved in or who he was. You know, it's just weird things that just pop out of nowhere. And you're like, huh, I didn't think they'd discover, uh, I discover that <laughs> just interesting. I mean, also my mom used to tell me we were related to John Adams and King Edward and we're, Oh, really? well, my mom used to say we're related to queen Anne Boleyn, the eighth, which uh, got her head cut off. So that didn't go well for her. Eh, there's that. But, um, but anyway, but anyway, that's the Vatican folks. So let us know listeners, you know, if, if there's any hidden history out there that you really want to cover something that's interesting to you, we don't mind delving into that. It's fun. You know, it's fun. It's just a matter of, boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot of research on stuff like that because you really, you can't just L Google it and have, you know, Wikipedia because it, there's so much confusion and 
lies out there on top of what may be the truth, what may not. It's really tough. And so I think when we do these kind of episodes, we want to put that allegedly out there. We want to say, look, this is, you know, I we try to find it in three sources. So it's pretty much confirmed. If I'm finding, you know, three strikes, I'm out. Like, cool, that that that's probably a fact. I'm thinking we're good there. Um, but boy, it's tough. It's really tough to cycle through it. It takes a while. So, um, because the last thing we want to do is lead you guys down a wild goose chase, you know, as well. So, but if you have something, call us at 801-252-69-45. You can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. Let us know if you have a story, a topic, or nothing. And then again, you know, we're wrapping up season six. We're going to set up for season seven. Um, We're going to keep the show afloat. We've got a couple guest speakers we talked about. Uh, So the world's our oyster for whatever topics we want to have out there. So we can uh, start prepping for that. Uh, as long as work doesn't get in the way. So anyway, uh, what do you got, Josh? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, if you like uh, shit posting, actually, we don't even have the time to shit post, but um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Strange Uncles Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. Uh, Patreon.com slash Strange Uncles if you want to, uh, you know, um, buy Shane a crispy Rainier. He needs it. <laughs> right um Ugh. and uh yeah i think that's it we're i'm not gonna try and pump up the youtube channel anymore because with the the way both of our professional lives are going no one's gonna have time to put any yeah effort into that yeah, right I, now i dabbled a bit i i think maybe that's a good leap board for seven once we get some breathing room um yeah i don't know it's still on the plate but boy you know everybody else out there understands that the real money and what keeps uh, the roof overheads are our jobs. So there's that. This is just a nice little fun, you know, pathway we like going down weekly. And, and hopefully we can keep it weekly for you guys. So anyway. <laughs> if every listener joined Patreon at $5 a month, we still couldn't quit our job. <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, with that being said. But I mean, man, if, you, if, yeah. if you guys want to make it an experiment, we can definitely try Oh, it. sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. If you, if you want to try it, if you want to drive this pledge. Yeah, by all means. Um, meanwhile, dude, I'm going to see you in Utah next week. I'll try to hook up with John Hell as yeah. well, have some beers. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, stand by for some cool guests we got lined up. And hopefully we can keep the ship kind of, you know, even keel. So anyway, that's all we got. Love you guys. Take care. Close the gates.